This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast hosted by food scientist Kribben Govinda. If you're fascinated by all things gut health, the microbiome, fermented foods, mental health, mitochondrial health and more, then search for the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast on your favorite podcast app and get listening. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, the barefoot podiatrist, and in this episode, I wanted to talk about a topic I've been getting a few questions about. Now, we quite often uh, worry about flat feet and talk about exercises to strengthen flat feet Um, and that seems to be the big focus for people around feet is having flat feet. But what if you have the opposite? What if, in fact, you have high arch feet or supinated feet, pes cavus feet, whatever it is you want to call them, what if your feet are stuck up in the air with a really high arch that's beyond the normal arch height? Is that a problem? Well, yes, it certainly can be. So, what is it? What do we do about it? Let's break it down. So, a high arch foot, like I just mentioned, it can be just as bad or a detrimental to your body as a flat foot. So, ideally, we want a neutral foot. And notice I didn't say normal because there's no such thing as a normal foot. You could look at a 100 different feet, which I do. I look at thousands of feet every week and no two are the same and I'm still yet to find what a normal foot is even a completely natural foot someone that's never been in shoes they can still look so different amongst different feet but what we do want is a well-functioning foot and to do that we need our foot to be in more of a neutral position So the foot isn't stuck with the arch too flat. We're not stuck with the arch and the ankle too high. The ankle is kind of sitting pretty happily in the middle and we can get in and out of pronation and supination. So a supinated foot or high arch foot, it's when you're essentially stuck with um, the ankle and the arch sort of rolled out towards the outside of your foot almost a little too much now this can be a normal part of walking so we supinate our feet or raise our arch whatever you want to call i'm going to refer to it as supination in this episode just to kind of keep it simple but you know if you've been told you have pes cavus uh yeah supinated feet high arch feet Um, any other term that relates to 
your arch being a bit higher or your foot sort of more locked up than the average, then this is definitely for you. Now, when you have a supinated foot, looking from the back of the foot, the heel almost tilts towards the outside of the foot more so than sitting straight. So if you imagine your Achilles um, just sitting up and down in a nice straight line in maybe its neutral position, then if you were rolling your arch to the ground, you'd imagine that Achilles would sort of bow inwards towards uh, the arch as it sort of bends in and the ankle rolls in. Well, a supinated foot is the other way. So essentially the Achilles starts bowing towards the outside of the foot and the heel kind of tilts out that way too in a lot of cases. You'll also notice with these high arch supinated feet that the actual arch of the foot is really well formed. So you'll see a nice big gap between the floor and the arch and you'll also notice that when these people stand that it doesn't collapse a whole lot. If you're feeling the foot, you might notice that the foot sort of feels pretty stiff and rigid, especially through the kind of arch area in the midfoot. And that's because when we supinate our feet during normal movement and walking, part of supination's role is to lock the foot and become rigid. So we have a rigid lever to propel off. So think of pronation, the flattening out of the arch, as more of like a shock absorber. So as we hit the ground, we want our arch and ankle to roll in slightly with control so that it absorbs the shock, disperses the shock through the body more evenly. And then as we load the foot and start coming up onto the toes, we start winding that arch up, winding that ankle up, which creates that locking kind of effect. And then when the foot locks, we can then load the foot efficiently and push forward or jump or whatever it is we're about to do, run off that nice rigid positioned foot. Because think about trying to jump off a floppy foot. You just don't have the same sort of propulsion or the same energy expelled if the foot's floppy and you know, you'll lose a lot of that um, momentum or energy that you've built up. So by locking the foot, you know, we've, we've absorbed that shock, we start loading the foot, and then the momentum and the energy we've built up to propel to the next step, as that foot locks up, we can really transfer that energy into the next step. All right, so that's its function. But like I mentioned, you can get sort of stuck in that supinated position. Now, there's some people are just born with generally just a higher structured arch and that's fine like like i said there's no normal so some people will have higher arches some will have lower arches some will sit in the middle that's fine but as when we can't roll in and out of that supination or that pronation then we're going to start seeing issues and with a supinated foot some of those issues are going to be t- more to do with um like force through the body so and stress being forced up through the body. So not being able to absorb shock very well 
you're going to be more likely to suffer things like uh, little muscle tears or tendon tears if that load isn't being transferred well. You might also be subject to kind of stress fractures and things. Um, so it's more to more to do, I find, with um, yeah, shock and sort of force going through the foot and the body. You'll also get some misalignment through the not only the foot, so it's kind of tilted out a little bit too far and the bones are a bit more rigid, so you, know, you can definitely get some misalignment at the foot level itself. But further upstream, like a flat foot, you know, the knee, the hips, um, lower back, right up through the body, there can be misalignment in the in the joints and muscles can fire at the wrong time and, you know, all sorts of things can be out of whack if you have that really high supinated locked up foot. Now, in some cases, these supinated feet can be neurological conditions. So, if you're not sure of you know what's going on and you you think there's other stuff happening too then just be aware that yeah there can be some neurological stuff happening or some spinal stuff so you know if you're worried about it be sure to get checked out but for a lot of people it is going to be just more of a stiffness through the foot an imbalance in the muscles um you know a bit more of a structural thing that you may have been born with or developed over time and quite often what's actually happening is so pretty much the opposite to a flat foot. In a flat foot, quite often the perineals, so the outside of the leg, can be quite tight and the muscles down the inside of the leg that help hold the arch up and the um, ankle up, they can be weak. So normally we're kind of working on loosening up the outside of the leg, strengthening the inside of the leg, and then working on other patterns to help hold the arch up. Whereas in the case of the supinated foot, we kind of want to do the opposite. So we're trying to mobilize and stretch out the arch and the midfoot, stretch out down the inside of the leg so the tibialis posterior can be a little bit overactive sometimes. So we want to loosen that out. Then we want to start trying to strengthen the muscles on the outside of the leg, so some of the perineals, then... By doing that, we can also help try and pull the ankle back into more of a neutral position. Now, with shoes in a supinated foot, I mean, look, I'm always trying to encourage people to get uh, barefoot as much as they can to help strengthen the feet and mobilize the feet and um, just get back in contact with your feet. But sometimes with a supinated foot, especially in the early days before you really start doing doing too much around rehabbing and and creating more function in the foot, sometimes this sort of foot really needs just a little bit of cushioning. And I know, you know, I've talked before about cushioning not always being the best thing either. We can lose some proprioception and, um, you know, there's lots of other issues that can happen with uh, cushioning or too much cushioning. But if you have that rigid type foot and... You know, you can definitely work on it and and work on getting a bit more pronation happening as well to absorb that shock. But until you do so well, if you're having issues with stress through the foot or through the, the body because of your high arch foot, 
then yeah, you know, I'd still try and encourage if you can a like zero drop heel to try and stay as um, flat as you can through the shoe. And, you know, nice wide toe box, deep toe box, all the other features of a, a minimalist shoe if you're ready for that. But for some of you, you still may need a thin layer of cushioning just to help absorb some of that shock that you're not absorbing naturally through your body. As you can start absorbing more shock naturally and you're functioning better, then for sure you may want to start doing more um, in bare feet or in uh, less cushioned minimalist shoes. But if you need a bit of cushioning and you have that high arch foot, 100% uh, go for it just to protect your body. If you have that high arch foot, what are some things we can do? So I mentioned we want to loosen the inside of the leg and foot, strengthen the outside. So let's just talk mainly about mobility today. There is some uh, strengthening aspects to lowering an arch as well as some motor control drills that you may need to do. But the main focus, especially when starting out trying to resolve a really high locked up arch, is mobility. And there's a couple of nice little go-to mobility drills that can help you start to get some movement back in the foot and ankle. So step one is rolling your foot out with a ball. Seems simple, but releasing some of the fascia and bound up um, sort of soft tissue ligaments and, and things in the sole of the foot can start to have an effect on getting more mobility in the foot by rolling the ball sideways. And I'll put a link to one of my Instagram posts uh, in the show notes, but rolling sideways I find also helps break down some of those tight, knotty tissues um, even more, but it makes the foot roll over an uneven surface. If we're just rolling forward and back, sure, you might loosen up some of the soft tissue, but sideways, you're starting to make the bones and joints and ligaments have to kind of undulate over that ball as you're rolling back and forward. Now, when you're rolling back and forward, uh, you don't want to go over the bony bit, so stay off the actual heel bone, stay off the ball of the foot on the on the metatarsal heads. You're just going to flare things up. So you really want to work on just that soft tissue through the arch, side-to-side um, -side motion. Now, when you're doing this, it shouldn't be painful, so it's more of an uncomfortable kind of deep tissue massage feeling as opposed to generating pain. I quite often get people in the clinic coming in saying, oh, I've been rolling my feet out and my feet are really sore. And then you watch them do it and I'm not surprised. They're just absolutely abusing their feet um, with the ball. So yeah, just to the point of, and everyone's different. There's no right or wrong pressure, but it's yeah to the point of just some mild discomfort, bit of a massage feeling, but not to the point of pain. Now, another nice little mobility drill for the foot is popping your fingers between the toes and just gently twisting the foot. So holding the heel with one hand, fingers between the toes on the other hand and just gently twisting and wringing the foot out in kind of an opposite direction and then changing the, the hand that's on the heel, pop that up in the midfoot, keep the other hand between the toes and then just gently twisting there as well to change the lever point just to try and get some mobility back through 
the, the midfoot and the metatarsals. It's just a nice gentle mobilization that we can do regularly at home. Again, shouldn't be painful, um, shouldn't be hearing too many weird noises. It's just a nice gentle stretch of all the bones, muscles, and ligaments through the, the foot itself. Okay, so we've rolled the feet out. We've done some twisting through the foot. Now, another nice little one is working on mobilizing the subtalar joint into like a pronation position. And again, I'll put a link to this as well. But basically, you cross one leg over the other knee so you can um, get to the inside of the heel with a hand. Now, I like to put my foot over a ball. So I'll have the outside of my ankle or heel kind of resting on a ball. And then with my hand, I'll gently push the inside of my heel down so it goes over the ball. So I'm trying to push my foot into more of a collapsed arch position over the ball. Um, yeah, like this one's kind of hard to explain <laughs> with just audio. So jump on and um, have a look at the link to see what what this one is because yeah, there's a really nice one for getting that um, heel unlocked through the subtalar joint to help get out of that really stuck um, supinated position. But yeah, without the ball, I'd basically just have my foot up over my other knee so that I can grab the inside of the heel and I'm just gently pushing that heel sort of down towards the floor, if that makes sense. So that the heel, I'm pushing pressure like down towards the outside of, I'm holding the inside of the heel, but I'm pushing the foot yeah, down to the floor and it's resting up on my other knee. Really check that one out. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Um, but they're three really nice, just simple ones to get started. You also really want to work on uh, releasing the fascia and sort of mobilizing the tissue up through the posterior chain, so up through the calves and the tibialis posterior, so the back of the leg and also the outside of the uh, leg as well. So really making sure all that tissue around the and all those muscles around the back and the side of the leg is um, worked on with some stretches and some foam rolling, massage, whatever it is that works for you. Um, you know, in the clinic, we'll do things like dry needling, um, rock blading, some gentle hands-on mobilizations as well. But yeah, we really want to work through that tissue at the back of the leg. And then we don't want to forget the hips either. So with a locked up supinated foot, sometimes the hips can get um, tight as well. Or there may be a lack of rotation through the hip that may be leading to the foot being stuck in that position too. So just working on some uh, glute and glute made uh, mobility drills and stretches and some foam rolling up there as well. And just remember, this is a bit of a starting point. Like it's not, there's a lot more that we do um, based on individual cases, but some mobility work I find is um, generally a bit of a go-to for most people with high high arch feet. So yeah, work on the, um, the foot in particular, the ankle, the back of the leg and the... Um, the glutes and the and the back of the hips really important to make sure all that soft tissue and muscle and tendons are all happy and and have the space to be able to move in and out of the positions we want it to and just remember too with that high arch foot 
you're generally more prone to less ankle range of motion. So yeah, really making sure you try and um, work on different drills and activities that will help increase ankle um, dorsiflexion, so lifting the toes up towards the shin, that position, because um, yeah, it can become reduced and that can then change how we walk and how we move, which can lead to other problems. So really trying to work on some ankle mobility as well and, and you know, working on the calves and the feet um, can indirectly help that anyway, but otherwise, yeah, working on you know some stretches with the ankle, um, yeah, really important. So hopefully that just gives you a couple ideas to get started. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, it's not that's not conclusive of everything you would need to do, but it is a nice little starting point of just some things that are pretty simple to get started on. You don't really need too many tools to do it; just your hands, your feet. Um, either like a lacrosse ball or a foam roller, um, something like that to help with some um, fascial release or a practitioner that can help um, with that sort of stuff too. And then we you know, start to look at working on some motor control, some strengthening to make sure that we can keep that flexibility there um, and to start training the brain to use that position and use the um, more neutral foot position that we're trying to get to um, at a more subconscious level. So but that's for another day. <laughs> Let's just start with some mobility in this in this episode. So hopefully that yeah gives you a little bit of uh, an idea of where to start with high arch foot, what it is. You know, just remember that you are more prone to things like um, issues with shock, so stress fractures, muscle type tears, you know, impact forces. Um, generally, seem to be the the issues that are common with this sort of foot type. So, yeah, really worth um, chipping away at some mobility and um, and trying to get that foot moving a bit more functionally. And this is just a general rule, you know, if you're not sure, then make sure you get assessed by a professional because um, there can be other things going on as well or, um, you know, bodies work in mysterious ways. This is just uh, based on, you know, a lot of the common uh, kind of patterns that I see. But for sure, there's always, you know, things that pop up out of the box that we need to do extra things or, um, yeah, work in slightly different ways to help people out. But, you know, this is just a good place to start. And like I've mentioned a few times, it shouldn't be painful, right? We're not with a lot of the movement stuff. We shouldn't be out to, you know, be hurting ourselves. It's about just slowly letting things release or strengthen, teaching the body how to hold a better position, how to move in that position um, is really important. So, yeah, really start working on maintaining that healthy function of the foot. Remember that the foot rolling in has its place and you need to do that to a certain extent. So if you're locked up, you know, really make sure you, you really work on the feet um, as well because it will wreak havoc on the rest of your body and, yeah, can cause um, a lot of issues. So, yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's um, giving you a bit of an idea on, you know, what a high arch is, how you can work through it, some of the problems associated. If you have any questions, um, be sure to reach out. Happy to try and help where I can. But if you have enjoyed this episode, 
then you know let me know pop a review or a rating um on itunes uh it's really helpful just to see and get some feedback on you know if this is helping you guys and be sure to share it with uh anyone you think that this may help if you want an online uh, consult go to the barefootmovement.com.au and you can book online or in clinic appointments there and be happy to work with you guys and uh, help out where i can and until next time thanks for listening and if you have topics that you want me to talk about uh, issues then yeah pop through an email or a a uh, a message on social media and you know i really want to start working through some of the the issues that you guys are having so thanks again for listening i'll talk to you guys soon this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.